yeah, let's keep it brief tonight because I'd like to get a real one cut. Um, yeah, I did, agree. Did you have a topic selected? It was one of the topics I sent before. Okay. Unless there was something specific you wanted to talk about. I I had the most boring day I've ever had at work in my entire life, and my oh, brain wow. is jelly, so I can't remember anything that happened before I uh, was alive for money. Hmm. For, for you know. Well, how about this for a topic? Should player characters be killed? <laughs> what sparked <laughs> that? <laughs> Hey, Maddie. Hey, Jesse. Have you ever had a character die? Yes. What Multiple. Happen? Well, which time? On purpose deaths or, or TPKs or matter of circumstance? I don't think I've ever been in a TPK as much as it's a thing people talk about in RPGs. I'm having a hard time remembering characters I've had that actually died but um yeah so character a character death have you had a character death where it was planned with the gm as part of a story arc yeah have it you was had dark sun game yes the poor poor wizard i remember him now because i <laughs> killed him beaten to death over gruel in the slave pits of tear um okay have you ever had a surprise character death like I wasn't expecting it and it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had another player kill your player character? character. Yeah. Because if they killed my player, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Wait I, a minute. I realized Am I a that. ghost? Yes. The ghost of all the dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. I've had another player character kill my player character. Jeez. I've I've seen a lot of death brawl in role playing games. Oh, huh. yeah. What do you think about it? I I'm I'm I've been thinking about this recently. I'm I'm wondering if if killing player characters is even necessary. Yeah, I think um, my the character death I can recall is something that I still think is sort of unfair. Mm -hmm. Um because it wasn't a result of my character's actions and i felt like it was a poor interpretation of the rules Ooh. anytime that's brought into question your character should not die yeah so what happened is we're exploring this thing and i'll admit my character was an asshole this was uh on the more edge lordy edgy side of when i was making characters early 20s i think um he was a bard the first incarnation of dashing jack daft the bard mm. i've played in various incarnations for years since then and there was like an explosive runes trap or something that the big idiot barbarian uh like triggered when he kicked open a door like he always did and he made his saving throw mm -hmm. 
So the GM ruled it passed to the next person who was standing five feet behind him who made his saving throw. And then it passed to me and I failed my saving throw and just mm. died from damage right there. What rule system is this? 3.0 D&D. &D. Do you think that that is a moment where you can play your rules lawyer card and say what spell or what effect is this? And does it specifically state in the effects in the book if this thing gets passed on if multiple people save on it do you think that that's appropriate because i think that's one of the few and rare occasions where it is appropriate to rules lawyer the dm see i think in that situation you're maybe beyond a point where rules lawyering is going to make a difference because that felt that felt targeted mm. so the gm put a hit out on you I felt like it. Yeah. There's not a lot you can do in the GM. And I, I will admit I had uh, not necessarily understood what his campaign was about or what he was going for. Um, what, what was the issue? Uh, I had never read wheel of time and it was supposed to be a wheel of time game. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. Yeah, I was just no, thinking I, about this today in the shower. Go ahead. Yeah. I got, I got the cleric killed, uh, in my first mm. game session. Um, there was a big tablet in these ruins that said, this is a place of holiness. Do not raise your weapon in anger in this place or the fire of the God shall descend upon you. And I was the only one that could read it because I had bardic lore or whatever it was called in 3.0. Mm. Uh, and my character's whole concept was that I was a neutral evil bard that just stirred shit up to have something to write a good song about. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I do when I play bards. I don't do the the seductive uh, sex addict bards. I'm just like, I'm going to make an interesting story. So it's true and I can sing about it. Uh, and so I, he said, what does it say? I said, oh, nothing. It's just a list of dwar dwarven grudges. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Murdral or whatever they are, the big faceless bads from Wheel of Time came in. Like it was a fight we weren't supposed to fight. We were supposed to let them strike first and be plunged. But I had told the battle cleric it said, you know. So he attacked and he was consumed by holy fire. Oh. Yeah. And is there a value to character death now that you can cite for the podcast a time where you were unjustly killed? Um. Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit old school here mm -hmm. and say that we've had this conversation before. One of the things that I really think is that if you are playing in a player skill game, because, you know, there's character skill and there's player skill and some of the older traditions where things are a little bit more lethal, there's an amount of player skill. And I personally as long as everybody at the table knows that's what you're doing, I think that can be a fun way to play where there are real consequences. And I think it might be one of the ways uh, to deal with murder hobos of like, there's a very real consequence to your action. You just got killed by the town card. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, having... Why, if you've got a game with combat, having death be on the table, I think is a thing that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. If you're doing just like straight story gaming, I don't know that it needs to. What about you? What if you death was on the table, but it wasn't permanent? Like what if every character class had within it some sort of design as a part of its thematics that you died, 
uh, there is a consequence of some kind, but you don't lose the character. Like, let's say you're a wizard, your specialty is necromancy, and there's like a feat-like benefit for your character that when you die, you rise from the grave 24 hours later. Arise from your grave. (laughs) And, uh, And you take some sort of penalty or you're changed fundamentally or, you know, whatever. Like there's some sort of thematic element and you can die any number of times. Um, but you keep on taking that, that penalty or or a series of penalties. So it's, you essentially don't lose the character. Like we joked around in our introductory episode about what essentially it, you know, a multidimensional, uh, uh, adventurer whose whose uh character kit is to summon other versions of themselves and who's to say if if that character dies like another character can't suddenly come through a portal and be like oh crap i didn't get here in time oh well what are we doing guys you know what i mean like you could still play the character and then there could be some in-game like twist to reflect a consequence, whatever that is, whether it's like dropping them a level or creating an XP deficit or, you know, um, penalizing an ability or removing items from them or something, you know, because it seems like the way 5e D&D is right now is that like the game is designed so that you don't get killed. Yeah, I would agree. And I'm wondering if that, I mean, Look, again, I hate to be this guy. I'm not going to criticize the people who created D&D too much, right? Like I have to I have to give it the respect it deserves. This is the most popular, most successful version of the game, and if they figured out that it's better if people's characters don't die and that sells more books, I can't I can't fault that logic. But I I work in character death on purpose. You know, in that dark sun game, I rolled another character who I only wanted them to be in the game for a very short period of time. And when I had a moment for them to make an exit and sacrifice themselves for the party, they did. And that was that. And so it makes me wonder if we could create, if we had a game where character death was in the cards where the player gets to choose it. Right. So the GM will say your character cannot truly be killed unless it, 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 you decide it now does that like what? what's the harm in that i mean i can think of some harm in that but tell me what's the harm in that i'd want it to be a halfway in between that okay why have a fight it's fun is it fun if you know you can't really lose i mean i don't know to me losing is the death is the lose condition <laughs> mm-hmm. in the fight and if you remove the lose condition, I, I feel, I don't know. Is death the lose condition or can we create a different lose condition? Like in American football, does one team get executed if they don't win the game? I'd watch a lot more football if that, <laughs> if that were the stakes. I would say, so here's the thing that I like uh, that Dread does. Mm-hmm. Right. You pull Dread, for those of you who don't know, is a horror RPG pretty much designed for one shots there's maybe you can do campaign play i don't know why you would it's a death spiral game whenever you do a challenge mechanically you have to pull a block from a jenga tower if it's really hard you might have to pull two or three blocks 
if you pull the block that causes the tower to collapse, the rules as written are when it is story relevant, your character is dead. Doesn't happen right that second. Right. But at the first time it's convenient to the story, you can write your own exit, but it happens. Like you are now on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, that's way more interesting than just like your character gets worse, but you can still play him. I don't mind it being an option, but I don't think I'd really enjoy it being like, that's the way things are all the time. Mm-hmm. I got you. Unless you were going into a really creepy long-term horror game where you just, the players eventually long for death because they're like, yeah. well, horror games have their own, their own problems, right? Like horror games, like horror movies should be short or shorter than your standard game or standard movie. Uh, you can only keep that feeling of suspense and dread going for so long. Um, and I think in a horror game, that's when death really should be on the table and you shouldn't be able to have like death saves, for instance. Um, it reminds me of like those old school D and D adventures where, what was that one? The tomb of horrors, I think, where it was like, what what was the one where it, it had like a bunch of rooms and like you like one would kill you if you stuck your head in a hole or something like that and one oh, would the, like change your the gender. yawning black hole at like the front entrance like the tomb of annihilation or something oh that's what it was not the tomb of horrors the tomb of annihilation yeah yeah like if you're playing that style of game the death should be on the table you know of course that's like the whole point but you know i i, I wonder is 5e is death really on the table with 5e how many people out there are losing their characters often enough in 5e judging by what tiktok shows me it's happening all the time and i'm really? like how <laughs> how <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow okay and i don't know if i'm missing the context of like these people are like yeah we decided it was time um yeah the death saves i mean you gotta get your you gotta get past your defenses mm-hmm you, I mean, like right now, okay, so I play a fighter in our current 5e game, and I, for story reasons, have not been wearing my armor for multiple sessions. Yeah. I left it in a barrel of sand on the boat so it wouldn't get rusty mm-hmm. and didn't think we'd be fighting anything while we were in port, so I left it there. So I'm unarmored. I'm a fourth-level fighter. Would you say that our dungeon master has been pulling punches in the fights he throws at us? No, I don't think we're so. getting attacked by were rats from darkness, like multiple enemies at a time. Mm-hmm. Like they're not pushovers. I haven't even come close. I haven't been down to a third hit point, and I'm the guy in the front line with no armor. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's also because my character has been spending every spell slot he has healing everybody in the party. Well, I mean, good job, but... <laughs> like, well, yeah, but if I had decided not to play the healer character, maybe you would have died. I don't know. Or maybe we would have retreated back into the whorehouse and, and rested. I'm sorry, the brothel. Yes. Because um, sex work is work. No disrespect. So... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what does a death save do? I don't know. I don't even know why they're in the game. Like, if you look up grimdark rules for 5e, death saves are the first thing they pull. 
and everyone every every time it's like it's the low-hanging fruit of making your 5e game more gritty or hardcore or, or lethal your character drops there's a one in 20 chance you're dead oh no because a fail a one is two failed saves mm-hmm and a 20 is an automatic stabilized. I don't, yeah, I don't even think that's actually that. It doesn't add any mechanical tension. I feel like that's probably the design decision behind mm-hmm. it, but it's not really tense. The death save, in my opinion, is just player busy work. It's like your character gets down. You now have nothing to do in the game. You still get to roll a dice on your turn. Isn't that fun? Here's your shiny dice. Yeah, that's what it's for. It's a great exactly. name for a t-shirt company. <laughs> So I send us merch, Joe. Send us merch. I don't like I don't like death saves at all. I think they're pointless. I think if you get dropped past zero hit points, you should just be dead. And that's that. Oh, then why did we just have this entire conversation before about a way where people don't die? They just come back twisted. Because the question <laughs> because the question isn't like what what mechanics should dictate whether you die. The the question is like, is is it absolutely necessary to have death? in a role-playing game yeah is it necessary okay no would i want to play a fantasy game without it probably not so much okay what if you played a modern day game where you're a sexy female lawyer trying to work her way up the uh corporate ladder at a prestigious law firm in new york yeah, only if it narratively made sense and was worked out with the person running the game. Well, do you see my point though? Like if But I'm guessing that game doesn't have a combat as like a core component of its well, the way RPG books are written, maybe it does, but <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. I mean, are there some games that you've played where death isn't an option? What about like I've never played it, but what about Monster Hearts? Is there death in that? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Okay. And there's all kinds of Faustian deals you can make to uh, get out of it. Like, mm-hmm. have you? Ever I mean, the whole premise a... is you give like you give teenagers with their incredible amounts of empathy supernatural powers mm-hmm. and the anger of teenagers. Yeah, no one's ever gonna get you know killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, we I mean, in the I... last game of that I was playing, I was working up towards killing uh, somebody. I was a, not. It was an NPC, but you know. Like, so. Is there a role-playing game where death is not like, do you play the, you play with your kids, right? You play a, a modified version of some sort of fantasy role-playing game for your kids. Is death yeah, an based, for based on old school essentials uh, mm-hmm. from uh necrotic gnome published by exalted funeral. Is death yeah. an option? Yeah, they can die. They don't know it yet, but <laughs> <laughs> It hasn't come up as it were, but mm-hmm. there may be, you know, probably it'll probably be Alaska the witch who mm-hmm. who gets it. Uh Vanier the warrior is a shrewd and cunning foe. Mm-hmm. So um Alaska the witch is my seven year old and uh Vanier is my five year old. So for sure. For sure. I don't know. I mean, I would be interested in playing in a game that doesn't have death but then has consequences associated with it just to see if that actually matters or not. There's that, um, I, I'm trying to remember the name, Passions de la Passions. It's like based on like telenovelas uh, using, 
like keep death, going. Yeah, death might not be that might be one where death is not a big deal. Um it uses I think it uses uh I wanna say it's a powered by the apocalypse game. Mm-hmm. I think there's I mean in the current age we're in where a lot of RPGs beyond the mainstream fantasy ones are genre emulators there are genres where you don't need a combat system and death doesn't need to be a part of it mm-hmm. uh yeah um like so when i did that thing uh based on honey heist where i made a hack about bridge kids which was very specific to where i grew up about being teenagers boards you know wannabe counterculture teenagers hanging out in the city in the artsy district of town and going off and running pranks and stuff there's no death rules in that because that's not the point of that game to die right but i don't expect anyone to actually ever play that game mm-hmm. so yeah well you had me watch a short first episode about stormcast for the age of sigmar oh you watched it yeah i watched it today while i was trying not to violently throw up because i had horrible hiccups that's the Uh, gift of nurgle yes um and when a stormcast dies they are reforged in lightning and remade and it's sigmar's will and then there's pieces of their personality and memory that go missing and that's an aspect of running that kind of character. And you're running an Age of Sigmar game. Is th- Do I have carte blanche with my current Stormcast character to just run him into everything, expecting that you're going to bring him back for me so I can play him in the next game so I don't have to sit out next session? Yeah. Okay. And I'm. is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I trust you. To play <laughs> okay what if i was just a neutral player just you don't know anything about me is is that on the table uh i i would see how you took it how you took dying and then be like it's gonna take your i mean the reforging is an instant you know mm-hmm. like the reforging sure. happens at a narrative moment that i deem worthwhile and are you sent back down to the soul bound or are you tasked to something else like mm-hmm. does your character continue to be relevant in the story it can it cannot yeah but wouldn't you rather have my character be relevant in the story we're playing a role-playing game yeah but what if you wanted to make a new character let's assume i don't want to make a new character yeah uh yeah you keep coming back okay and is that break whatever rule we're kind of discussing about consequence like i essentially have no consequences then well you know the consequence would be like what is the you know what is the thing that you feel is missing inside you the most this time you know i would have yeah because it would be in service of the story right which that's catnip for somebody like me Mm -hmm. but just generically speaking i would i would assume and maybe i shouldn't that the age of sigmar role-playing game is not being played every time by a group of story gamers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i wish them the best of luck if they're not because <laughs> they're all playing stormcast eternals and none of them can properly be killed they just keep coming back next session 
there are rules for some um hardcore 5e or grimdark or whatever setting where the instructions basically like dark sun did this from back in the day the second edition D version of dark sun was like hey you're gonna make three characters three oh, to the five character characters. tree yes when one of them dies the other one is coming in immediately and we don't need a story you know for it you know they're just gonna run right in that's the way i ran dark sun is you had three characters when one of them died the other one just came running right in then if, if i could make it happen in the next round i would because it's like why am i wasting time in the game trying to like work a story reason for your character for your next character to come into the game like that that's pointless who gives a shit well i think second edition dark sun is a very different game from the way or the way we i don't you know i got a tiny tiny amount of dark sun games played in in 2e like one shots mm. mostly um and that's a, a topic i want to bring up but i won't get into it now because otherwise our banter episode will go crazy long <laughs> um yeah i think that is a game where it would be wasting time mm -hmm. but i don't know that all of them are i mean like to me there's a ratcheting up of tension one of your one of your characters one of the players character dies in combat you now have less resources to finish this fight, which poses some new interesting challenges and ratchets up the tension. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should ever go for a TPK, but I think you should try to make your players feel like a TPK is on the table at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody should be TPK'd at least once in their gaming career, just so you know what it feels like. Uh, I thought I was going to get it in the Lizard Man game. And then it... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point the uh the lizard man game that that i ran used those hardcore gritty rules for 5e and we started with a character funnel which is something i learned from dungeon crawl classics i believe yes if you're unfamiliar with this the concept is you have a zero level character who basically has like a profession like a loaf of bread if they're a baker and maybe like a, a, a knife for cutting bread and you make like four of them and then you run them through the first adventure and whoever survives becomes your first level character uh, who proceeds on the adventure. Mm -hmm. And the way I did it was the party was playing a tribe of lizard men and they were enact enacting a celebration that involves, you know, the tribe running through this dangerous gauntlet that's simulating an important moment in their shared history together. And it's lethal. Oh my so god. Everybody so makes <laughs> four lizard man characters. And you could get care you could get killed by falling into a hole because there's spikes in it. Like that's how my, weak the characters were. One of my characters died from falling in a hole with spikes in it. Another one fell in a hole, survived, but then a flaming shard of metal fell out of the sky into that's the right. hole. That's right. So the way we did it is if your character survived, if one of your lizard men survived, that was your character. And and the you know the 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 base characters have been rolled randomly for their profession in the way Jesse described it just now. But if you had multiple characters survive, then your other then you got to choose, and then your other character became your backup character who would level at a rate of one level behind you. So they so if you start at first level, both your main character and your backup character are first level. And then when your main character levels up to level two, the backup character stays at level one until the main character gets to level three and then they go up to level two. So then we would just 
the storyline was is that throughout the game there was an Ewok adventure style caravan with the lizard men and they were all traveling in a group so that if one of the one of your lizard men died the other one was like well I'm right here I'll you know just jump right in we didn't really lose any characters after that funnel though <laughs> I know right it made that, us cautious you know that's an interesting thing is I tried to run a hardcore hardcore game with an, an elevated level of danger. You know, it was a 5e game where you had less hit points. Um, um, the rules for healing were significantly altered. Everything was more deadly, and yet nobody lost a character after the funnel. And I felt like such a fucking failure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had the same experience running Morkborg as a one-shot. Mm. Like... How does anybody They're, survive that? I don't know. They all did. <laughs> My brother-in-law sacrificed his monkeys that he had rolled one at a time to distract this giant worm with 50 hit points. They somehow managed to slay. And I was like, well, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that's the reason it's things like that happening that is why i like the old school idea where death is on the table it's a consequence but ruling not rules that death pressure for your player character makes you do more creative things i feel like this i is agree just, makes you be more creative than just i swing and i hit I once ran a, this is some of the most fun I've ever had in a one shot. I ran a one shot where everybody played, this was third edition Dungeons and Dragons. Everybody played basically a naked human who had been captured and forced to fight in a gladiatorial combat in, in an arena for whatever reason. And um, they they fight for their freedom. They gain their freedom. They escape the the tournament. And then they're out in the wilderness and they have nothing. And part of their escape process involved them having to really think about how they were going to do it because I think only one of them actually had a weapon that they had managed to like keep and 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 like hide on themselves as they were being pulled out of you know the the pits, the gladiatorial pits. And it came, it it was some of the most fun, spontaneous gameplay I've ever seen in a one shot. Like they were trying to get past a guard on a ledge and they rolled to sneak up on him and then it, and and the idea was to push him over the ledge but failure of the roll they made sound he turned around and they decided to bum rush him all as one instead of the one person running at them and it almost resulted in all of them going over the edge and they you know they made it through the fight and they were all like high-fiving each other afterwards i have never seen you know such excitement for you know people playing for naked <laughs> gladiators <laughs> who just bum rushed a, a sleepy guard off of a railing you know what i mean like it, they didn't kill a dragon and take the treasure they lived they lived damn you so i know that's okay i'm going to mention this idea just for our notes for a future episode because sure. we should we should kind of bring this one up to its natural death if you will mm -hmm. um there's campaign assumptions with what we've talked about the fun with death and one shots and ramping the stakes up i heard this on another podcast i was listening to today it's called the glitter boys podcast b-o-i-s it's a palladium fan podcast they just talk about 
Rifts, Palladium Fantasy, Robotech, like all, all that stuff. Um, but they were talking about the assumption of a long campaign and how back in the day, maybe when we started, that was the assumption. Death in a long-running campaign, I feel like, is a thing that handles differently than death in a one-shot. I can see that. Yeah. But that assumption, that's something I want to talk about at a later date. All right. Well, put it on the list for things to go into main topic episodes. And with that, that's the end of this banter topic. If you have any opinions on player death, we'd love to hear them. We may have a Discord or an email address, or maybe not. I don't know. Find a way to contact Jesse. How can they contact you, Jesse? Uh, you can reach me at the Jaunty Mantis on Twitter, uh, or X as it's now called as of today. We'll see how long that lasts with the lawsuit. So there's a time date stamp for today's episode. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. Good All right. night, everyone. <laughs>